good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us today as we go along this path that that Yahweh God has has ordered for each one of us individually um, and for your households, for your congregation, for your people, for the greater good, the 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 overreaching reality of for his people as a whole spread across this entire earth it's really an incredible principle isn't it you can always visit us online at pathdesign.com and find us all other places as well thank you for tuning in today this is the first time i've recorded today is wednesday i recorded some stuff on sunday um if you've not listened to that episode yet it's it's titled Tashlik Casting. And it was just a quick um, topical overview of a, a short study that I did looking into something that, that thousands of years ago was a tradition. And uh, it's still carried on, I'm sure, in some way. I'm, I'm not one to know. Um, and Jewish, Jewish tradition has probably continued on in some measure. But it was the it was the activity of, of casting. What you would do is you would go to the the water gate, and I referenced Nehemiah. I believe it was chapter eight, where Ezra is teaching. Uh, the Torah teacher takes out the scroll and he begins to read. Man, he begins to read God's law. in In the midst of the congregation. They, they cast bread onto the water. They shake out the hems of their garments. Man, there's so much imagery within that. Go, I encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, it's very insightful, I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I didn't really get time. I kind of tacked it on there at the end after my outro because I remembered, oh man, chapter 8 goes on to say all these awesome things. Such as, when Ezra is reading the law of Moses, excuse me, the people, man, they sit at attention. Ezra is behind a wooden podium. He's speaking, reading the scrolls, the ancient text. And the people sit from, it says, from sunrise to midday, listening to the teacher, listening to Ezra speak. And then it says they just hang out basically for the entire day because then other teachers come along and explain the text. They explain the ancient scrolls. The law of Moses is then expounded, if you will, and taught in greater measure by other men. And it says the people stood at attention when the time was necessary. They would stand in honor and in reverence and then they would bow down low to the ground at what they heard and they would with with one voice and one accord in one man the echad the one reality these men would gather in a unity declaring the righteous holy name of Yahweh God fall on their faces lift up their hands praising the Lord Man, I would love to I would love to see some video footage of that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you enjoy seeing a little clip of what that looked like? I think it might help us in our attempt to 
learn and practice how to praise God. And man, this isn't what I was going to talk about today, but like, how do you praise the Father? How do you praise Him? What do you do? This is, of course, intimately acquainted with what I talked about the other day. I did a, an episode where we talked about praising the Lord out of your mouth, declaring the praises of God, and an and utterance that comes literally out of our mouth and is called a shout. Something loud, a loud noise. And how, if we're not careful, any one of us can read Psalms. We can read the awesome words of David as he danced about and and shouted out the name of the Lord, Yahweh God, Yahweh Elohim, the God of all gods, with a shout, a declaration. But we read that in a whisper with our hands folded and our heads bowed and every eye closed, just say a soft little praise to the Father this morning, O people. Just thank Him for how good He is. Just thank Him for how good He is. He's so good. Now, yes and amen, there are moments like that. Yes, of course. A solemn, quiet, still time. But see, here's the thing. Like right there in that little snippet of time, I... I wanted to use the word holy and reverent. And see, here's our problem, especially in Western Christianity, in New Testament Christian America. We think that holy and reverent is probably not found in a shout. We think it's probably not found in in a loud sound. Well, what do we do with with the loud crashing cymbals? What do we do with these instrumentation, um, the verbiage that talks about loud instruments and a loud voice declaring the works of the Lord in the midst of the assembly? What do we do with those things? Ugh. This is challenging to us, and it should very well be. And so even in this, this morning that I'm already talking about, we're going to shift gears here in a moment, I believe. But what does our praise look like? What does our worship and adoration of the king look like? Is it normal for you throughout your entire day, first and foremost? I mean, seriously, how many how many times throughout your day is it just habitual? Not in the sense of recitation and like a robotic response of, oh, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our heart's posture towards the Father constantly heaping accolades upon the king. Oh God, praise you for this sunrise this morning, for the beautiful day, the cool temperatures, the beautiful trees, these rolling hills and mountains that I get to live in the midst of. Praise you, oh God. I join with all creation. Thank you that I have a physical body able to work today, to go out and make money, to provide for my family and to help others. To establish an unshakable kingdom through anything that I might do or any other that you might lead me to help. Thank you that I have a business. Thank you. It's yours. Thank you for my family, for my wife, for our children, for our this, our that, whatever the case may be for you. 
we should have days that are absolutely full to overflowing with the praises unto the king upon our lips not just in the meditation of our heart yes there of course but also out of our mouths and sometimes it needs to be a sound and sometimes that sound needs to be loud we were having a rough morning at our house today I was out for work all day yesterday and some prayer time yesterday morning with some men so I was gone all day long it was a long long day and my wife and son just didn't have the best day ever just the struggles of <laughs> having a nine-year-old in your house and and being ones who train and teach and and don't just let things slide because let's let's just face it well it's just easier just to overlook everything let's overlook just half I'm tired <laughs> you're tired of hearing it and I'm tired of saying it right and this morning uh, was off to a similar start so my wife said you know what she stood at the door she said we just need to blow the shofar we just need to blow the shofar man this day's got a shift we can't have another day like yesterday okay the discernment of my wife it's necessary what let's let's do something in faith we in our family and in our congregation where we attend has been talking a lot about the the shofar we just passed feast of trumpets yom teruah and one of the brothers has been talking about the voice within the shofar the shofar was near merely not just making a sound and noise it was releasing a voice when you look at the Hebrew text. There's a voice within it. And it causes all these different things to happen. And one thing that I don't have time to get into today, it makes Yahweh God move. <laughs> Scriptures talk about causing him to ascend. Whoa, what in the world are we talking about, right? We need to be people of faith. Most people, most Christians now, most Christians most evangelical Christian Americans call that foolishness I'm not Jewish here we are again how many times do Christian Americans say that phrase I'm not Jewish <laughs> oh golly hey guess what I'm not either <laughs> it's not about that listen and that that's good that's a good segue unexpectedly unexpectedly so so this morning I was in Romans bouncing around here and there, reading some of the exhortations of Shaul, Paul, whose name was not changed, by the way. Um, Romans chapter 8, to be specific, by Yahweh's grace, without earning it, both Jew and Gentile are granted the status of being considered righteous before him through the act redeeming us from our enslavement to sin that was accomplished by Messiah Yeshua Romans 8 chapter uh, Romans 8 verse 24 and this is such a loaded verse because one thing that constantly bears repeating over and over and over again is again here we are in Christian American thinking Western Christianity everything that has to do with your faith your belief your religion if you will is always centered around you it's individual maybe you and your household 
maybe if we keep going out a little more broad with each step maybe about you your household and your church you your household and your fellowship of believers that you gather with once or twice a week but the but the problem within that thinking that again we have to be clear no one can argue that that understanding, especially the individual me and Jesus reality, permeates the modern day church. I need to go get in my closet with Jesus and he and I are just going to love on each other for an hour and then I'll come out and see you and I'm ready to go now. <laughs> and there's a disconnect of the plurality of the body. Ironically enough, the body itself is, is, is generally missing or at best just kind of overlooked push to the side now again let's be whole that's one thing i'm thankful god helps me to do these days i never used to do that very well i've never been very balanced until the last couple years (laughs) there is an individual reality yes amen hands down for sure i have got to have an intimate individual relationship with messiah yeshua me He's my mediator. He's my everything, my savior, rescuer, deliverer. He is my connection to the eternal father. I have to intimately be acquainted with him and be engaged conversationally in my heart of hearts where my spirit man cries out. And that's why we have Holy Spirit. I mean, that's a whole nother day. But there has to be this broadening, if you will, of our understanding of what, in fact, we are invited into that that surely, hands down, without any question, surpasses merely a me and Jesus relationship. Because, again, Christian America promotes everything in your life is funneled down into getting you into a, quote, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything comes down to a personal relationship with Jesus, but I disagree. I believe that is a part, a component, a door, a gate, a way. Yes, that is the way. But the way is not the finish. The way is not the culmination. The way is not the purpose. It's merely the gate, the door, the way. (laughs) The life, right? We can use scripture to, to explain itself. Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, Messiah, he is the gateway, the doorway into becoming the people of God. A literal people, an abode. God's plan was never for you to singly be the temple of God. (laughs) Can you house all of Yahweh God's eternal glory in your one body in its fullness man cover the entire earth with humans filled with the glory of God and we're not even close to touching a molecule of all of Yahweh God's glory if we were all filled to full it's a molecule but by Yahweh's grace Without earning it, there's nothing we can do to earn it. This part is a gift. Both Jew and Gentile, some versions just simply state, every man, all men, 
are granted the status of being considered righteous before him. And Paul knew who he, who he was talking to. He's painting this broad picture to what? To open the eyes of the Gentiles to, say, to see there's a way in for you. There's a way in for you. You know the traditions of the Jews. You know the ways of Israel. You know Yahweh God's ways, requirements. And you've been told your whole lives you're on the outside. You can't get in. You're a dog people. You're a pig nation people. You're a you're you're the goyim outsider. You're not getting in here. But Paul's message was beginning to go out and say, you know what? Guess what? There's a way for you. There's a way for you. Both Jew and Gentile. How? Through the act, redeeming us from our enslavement to sin, and every single bit of it was accomplished by Messiah Yeshua. All of it. The end of the verse connects the beginning. All of these things, these availability, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? The opportunity itself is not something you can earn. The opportunity is a gift. And it's through the life, the suffering. Again, just to be clear, I do this every single time I mention this in any type of podcast episode or anywhere in real life for that matter. Yeshua the Messiah was the suffering servant for his entire life. Every day, week, month, and year, culminating in his sacrificial death, he was a lifelong suffering servant. He did not suffer from the Garden of Gethsemane to Golgotha. He had a life of suffering, and this would do so good for us to add to our lives. If we're really going to walk in the manner as he walked, he had a life of suffering, as I always clarify. And what was the suffering? Well, he wasn't beaten when he was 15. He wasn't flogged when he was 25. Well, we, we define suffering all wrong. We're talking more than merely physical suffering. We, we just... We, we oversimplify things. I'm not talking about a physical beating equal to suffering. I'm talking about a life of denial. Yeshua the Messiah learned obedience through the things that he suffered. And he was an obedient son for all of his days. So there's nothing we can do to earn it. It's not that we now are, well, we are suffering servants and then thereby earn this status of righteousness from the Father. No. We go into the Son. This is why you must be born again, born from above, regenerated, born of the water, born of the Spirit, in the kingdom. Not merely seeing it on the outside of the gate, looking in. I see it. The goal is not to see the kingdom. The goal is to be within. And that's by being born of the water and born of the Spirit. I often wonder how many people have seen it. How many people have seen the kingdom? That was me for many years. I've seen it. I'm, I'm out here looking in. 
But man, when I was born of the water, after being born of the Spirit and already born again, regenerated, oh boy, I went in. (laughs) I went into the kingdom. And oh man, is there a difference. You can stand outside the gates of Disney World all day long and look at the rides, look at the food, look at the entertainments that are all in there. Boy, this is a pathetic example, I'll admit. (laughs) But until you go in there, man, you're not going to enjoy any of the benefits of what's inside. And in, in, in a much more important and more appropriate example, all of the glory of the Lord is within there. But man, is there a cost? There's payment at the gate, friend. The price was paid by Yeshua the Messiah. And that's the part of this that that really stands out to me right now. It granted us this status because it was accomplished by Messiah Yeshua. But man, when you it's a cost. There's a cost to get in there. You do know that, right? And that's the problem again to go back where we started with the me and Jesus reality. Just quote, ask Jesus into your heart. He'll fix everything right up and then you're going to have an awesome, wonderful life. Amen. Bless God. (laughs) Um, Well, that's not how it's gone for me. There's reward. There's joy. There's peace. There's all these things we can name. And there's trials. There's suffering. There's the constant denial of walking in the pattern of the sun, of denying myself, my will, my way. And you know what? That's not easy. That's why we've got to have the Spirit. That's why we've got to do what I taught on the other day about the groaning of the Spirit within us and how you can't groan to yourself. Groan in your imagination, friend. Close your eyes real hard, squint your eyes and groan without making a sound. Well, you can't do it. Why? Well, the Holy Spirit is a wants to bond with our natural man and, and has to be loosed through our tongue. We have to loose our tongue. Oh boy. Boy, is that a is that a 12 part series about the, the hardness of humanity reigning over their tongue in submission by loosing it unto the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to say a whole bunch of gibberish that is full of life. Oh, man. Boy, is that a topic most people don't want to talk about. But praise the Lord, I've got a whole heap and helping amount of people in my life right now that, man, let's 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 open our mouths and pray in the Spirit in the midst of the assembly. Holy cow, is that awesome. Man, there's something that can't be explained, right? And I don't want to get on tongues to close out a message that has nothing to do with that. So in in closing for today, we can't earn anything, this righteousness. It's all a gift because of the work of the Son. But man, do you you sit and think about the, the awesome privilege to be a part of this promise, to be a part of this truth that that Paul unveiled for these people to hear and now thousands of years later has been spoken to us as well. Same truth, same reality. Now we may have forgotten the Jew and Gentile reality and that's cost us greatly here in the Christian American church. Oh man, we're ignorant. We just think we're good Christian people because my grandpappy was born that way. 
or that's the that's the American dream. Bibles, guns, and Sunday school. We've man, we've wow, we've taken something the size of the solar system and made it a piece of gravel. And all the while, in the midst of doing that, we've made it all about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ and nothing else. I'm saying to end this this episode here. Man, this is something for Jew and Gentile. This is something huge. This is something that that Yahweh God himself decided would be available to all men in order to move them from what? Not being a people into being a people. You weren't a people, man. You weren't nothing. You were a whole bunch of individuals roaming around on the earth with no purpose and most of all, no identity, no corporate identity. You're just a bunch of people. And I'll throw this in there for good measure because it's coming to my mind about how a brother spoke the other day and how he was talking about a connection of the ecclesia with the original, if you will, people of God. The ecclesia, the called out ones. Man, that was when I came out of the church and I discovered the ecclesia, I thought I found it all. Hey, this is it, man. The New Testament, New Way Church. Everything I've known before, eh. assemblies, gatherings outside of just, you know, like people hanging out and just being the body. But I mean, like the called out ones and the way he worded it, I'll try to remember exactly. It's pretty simple. The, the, the Ecclesia, the New Testament era church, in its fullness, will be the called out ones keeping the called out assemblies, festivals, and feasts of the Lord. Think about that. How did you know in the, in the days of the true fathers of the faith? Go to Hebrews and read that. <laughs> All those people, right? All those men of faith. What were they doing and what made them distinct? Called out. Separate. Holy. Consecrated. Keeping the commands of Yahweh God. The one true God. Doing his festivals. Doing his feasts. Honoring the Sabbath. Not profaning the Sabbath, not profaning his name, not making everything commonplace. They were distinct. They were literally holy as, as he is holy. And friends, we can have that today. We can have it. Why? Because of Romans 8, verse 24. Because of the awesome work of Yeshua Messiah, that can be me. That could be you. So friends, give yourself to the possibility that, that there is... There's maybe more to what you've been told this life in Christ is. There's a whole lot more to this than just you. There's a whole lot more to this than just your house. There's a whole lot more to this than just your fellowship that you found and are a part of, your church. Man, this covers the entire earth for every single one, Jew and Gentile, who will come into the gift that's been extended to us through the awesome work of Yeshua the King. It's incredible. What an awesome, awesome truth for us today. 
Thank you for listening. Visit us online at pathtozion.com 24-7. Sign up for the email notification. Drop us a line, won't you, at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you wherever you are. Come visit us. We'd love to come visit you wherever you are. We would prayerfully consider coming and sharing, praying, encouraging, exhorting, whatever the Lord might have for us. Man, there is a unification of the people of God on the earth right now like maybe hasn't been seen in a very long time. It's very interesting. I believe we're on the verge of a great end gathering. There are so many people discovering, rediscovering this ancient way reality. It blows my mind. I can't believe how many people are saying, you know what? I think maybe I'm supposed to keep Shabbat. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to honor the Sabbath, man, me. Oh man, I, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is crazy. What's the spirit saying in this hour? Man, don't you dare forget the ways of those who have gone before you. It's time to rediscover the ancient way. You're listening to the Path Design Podcast. Have a good day. Amen.